woke up in a lucid dream. Now we're hunting for the shards. We might be an oddball team, but at least we've got no I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of Worldwalkers. In our last episode, Vasa found herself in the past, where the city of Tremesa had just fallen under attack by a group of time manipulators calling themselves the Kronos. With her help, the city survived, but not before ending up in the Grey. Together with the city's leader, Orden, Vasa spent ten years working on a way to return home. Risking their memories and their continued existence, they used Tremesa's memory crystals to break through the barrier of the Grey. Now, we find out whether or not they were successful. As he begins the chant, you remember it more and more. And it builds and builds and builds. And finally at its peak, there is this crackling blue energy. The same blue energy that hit you. But started all of this. And it's racing all along the crystal. And then finally it leaps out and it hits each crystal, like lightning jumps from crystal to crystal to crystal until you're all kind of networked together uh, into the same main crystal. And then the lightning builds and builds and builds and there's a huge flash of light. The f you, before you get your sight back, you hear the chirping of birds and a, the white light kind of gives way to the bright light that hits your eyelids on a Sunday or on, a, on a summer morning and as you all gain your senses back and clear your eyes and look around you are back and you're back in Obrimos you brought your whole city with you everyone starts to cheer and celebrate and uh, Orden comes and hugs you and he's, he just breathes a deep sigh of relief and looks around happy. So Vasa would um, accept the hug readily. You know, yeah. you can clearly see the difference. Like, you know, braces. But her face, it's not, it's kind of dazed. Um, it's not completely jubilant as everybody else who's cheering. In fact, if anything, she's kind of like, she, after her hug, she kind of pulls Orden back. And she looks at him and she goes, how is everybody? Is everybody okay? How, like, or Orden, check them. Are they, How are they? Are they different? Are they he different? looks around. He's like, we're great. We're great. And everyone looks great except for Jenkins, who has like a look of concern on his face. And she would say, Jenkins, what is it? Do you not all sense that? What? Something something feels wrong, off. We Orden, you can I need you to trust me on this. We need to burn more energy. And everyone kind of gasps and says, What? And he says, Trust me. I need you to, to look through the the timeline. We need to, first off, we need to know when we are. And second, I need you to look because something feels wrong. It just feels wrong. You don't feel that? And everyone seems confused and getting a little scared and Orden says, Alright, alright, alright. So Vasa would raise her hand and say, Wait, 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 wait. No. She would she would kind of hold up her hand and say everybody she would she would say, um, Jenkins. You need to, I need more than that. I, I need to know what you're feeling. And she would look at Orden as well as being like, do you feel it? Do you feel it? And Orden says, I don't know what I feel now because now I'm just nervous. <laughs> and he kind of laughs, laughs a little. And uh, no, Jenkins is like, I am, I am telling you something is wrong. Something is wrong and we need to know what it is. Um, I'm not asking for you to burn everyone's crystal out. But if we can just offer a little bit more, just to look and see when we are. Um, Voss, well, if you look around, what does the city look like? Does it look like a healthy whole city that's The city and looks full? the same. Like, you brought the city with you. Mm -hmm. You didn't come in back into the city. So mm -hmm. it still looks like it's half created from uh -huh. the gray. Um, the grass is overrun. Um mm -hmm. You can hear animals in the area. Are we in the same setting as if, like, um, we were where, where Tremessa was? Yep. But as... And then, well, Vasa, in seeing all this, she would say, 
you know, we can find other people to ask what time it is. We do not need to burn our crystals to find. Jenkins, you don't know what you're asking. I do. I would not ask. And then she would possibly be like, why are you the only one feeling this? Why not Orden? Why not every one of one of um, these people? He looks down and he looks back up and he's like, because I no longer feel the gods. And everyone just kind of grows silent. <laughs> And that makes you remember something. In your group, when we talked about chapels, remember? Mm-hmm. There were so many gods. Like chapels and all that. Right. But Brummelstone and Roberto didn't recognize what those buildings were. As if the idea of a temple or church was, was alien to them. Mm-hmm. Well, then Vasa would say something. Um, That's right. You know, just kind of as if to herself. What? And then she would say... My my allies, they had no gods. From my time, they had no gods. Well, that's fine. I mean, everyone makes mistakes. And then Vasa would basically still kind of be slowly trying to talk herself. She'd be like, they... No, I don't... I don't think there are supposed to be gods. She's still kind of murmuring to herself, pacing back and forth. Yeah. And he yeah. says... Please, I'm begging you. We need to know what happened. And then Vasa would... And other people are getting worried, too. Like, they actually want to know. Like, they, mm-hmm. they're they used to the idea of <laughs> divine yeah. intervention. Yeah. And then Vasa would turn and she would say, I do not... She would kind of um, be speaking to Jenkins, but also projecting her voice so that everybody hears. She says, in my time... I do not think there are gods. I do not think that we are in a wrong time. I think this is how it's supposed to be. And I know, and she kind of, um, obviously in her 10 years there, she would have kind of learned their lore a little bit, how yeah. their gods worked. And she would kind of say, you know, I know, I know it is, it is hard to imagine. And she's specifically looking at Jenkins at this. I know it is hard to imagine life without them. I know that you must feel empty and, and frightened. But I think this is how it should be. I do not think we should search. We cannot spend more. Look, we are here. We are out. Like, you know, we have ourselves. You are you. You are not the creatures I spoke of. Do not risk more. We do not risk more. And he looks up at you, and he just looks shattered, and he has tears in his eyes, and he says, I'm just asking for a peek. We at least need to know where the Kronos are. And Jen- and then she would um, she would kind of grab his shoulders, and she's, she would say, you, have, you and us, we have survived in the gray for ten years. That is how strong we are. And today, today we are whole. We are out of the gray. We, you are strong enough to endure this. I am asking you as well, Jenkins, and everyone, please, we cannot drain further. Ask no more of our crystals. Embrace and celebrate what we have achieved here. And Orden kind of walks up to him and he says, Jenkins, she's right. At the very least, if we can find more crystals and harvest them, they should grow in the area still, right? And Jenkins, he can't even answer. He can't even look anywhere. Um, But he says, let's at least gather more resources before we burn the only resources we have left. And Jenkins just kind of sits down on the the steps of of the library. And everyone looks not just awkward, but like... Yeah, it's like a... Yeah, yeah, he's... Yeah, he's kind of... Seeing their holy man so desolate (laughs) has taken a toll on them and everyone starts to disperse Mm -hmm. and and pull away. Mm -hmm. And then... Well, so you said that... um, Like, the location is exactly where Tremessa was, right? Yeah. All right. If if you were to, is it on a hill? Is it in a valley? Where is it? Uh, it's there's a set of rolling hills nearby, but it's pretty much just plains. Mm-hmm. 
And then um, Vasa would, um, she would be going around a little bit trying to perk up people's spirits, being like, look, look, look at the sky, <laughs> yeah. and she'd kind of, you know, do that thing. But she'd eventually circle back to Orden, being um, kind of, and converse with him quietly, being, yeah. you know, is there a way to use one crystal to try to discern where we are in time? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't need a, I don't, basically, I mean, it's, I can look as much as I need to, and if I need more energy, then I'd have to just get more energy, but and he says, I, I see where you're going, and he pulls out his own crystal. Yeah, and she pulls out hers as well. And he yeah. says, let's let's go somewhere. And so, <clears throat> you guys go back into the library and find one of the kind of small study rooms, and he has the large crystal, because at some point, he pulled, he kind of severed his link with the main crystal. Mm-hmm. Um, and started developing his own smaller crystal so that he wasn't tied directly to the main crystal. And um, so the two of you lend a little bit more energy. And you can see in the reflection of the crystal different moments of time as he starts to kind of work and do that same chant and focus himself. And he's not looking at his own timeline anymore. He's looking at, like, Obrimos' timeline. And he's mm-hmm. kind of gliding back and forth. And what you discover is that you learn that the Kronos will be killed. Mm-hmm. Um, that's still far off in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, you learn that the gods never existed. Mm-hmm. There's no no trace of their existence. To And, and when you guys find that out, Orden says, he says that they must have done it. And he looks at you and he says, the Kronos must have wiped the gods out. Mm-hmm. They were the only things that would have ever been a threat to him. Why wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. And he kind of just shakes his head. And he's like, we just need to look at one more thing. And he starts to glance forward into the future. And every time he looks forward, he finds this exact same place. The city's getting bigger and more full of life. Like it's being rebuilt, right? Mm-hmm. Um. But he's purposely not looking for people. He's keeping that out. He's not looking to see what happens to us. Mm -hmm. He's just looking ahead and scurrying the area for crystals. And he sees that crystals become more and more plentiful the further you go in time. And um, at one point, he doesn't notice it. Because it's kind of like almost off in the background. But as he's flittering through, you're watching as well. And at one point, you see the plant and vine covered wall of the out of uh outer wall of the city and you can see off in the distance your group approaching <laughs> including you mm-hmm. but he's just flipping through and then he stops um and the energy in your crystals is pretty low so you got to stop now yeah so yeah kind of mm-hmm. recharge mm-hmm. and he says so that's that's it then mm-hmm. i don't know if i understand the chronos thing but if they die, I let's try something. And Vasa kind of looks at him because you know she knows that he's a bit of a scientist who sometimes <laughs> gets lost with ideas faster than he is with uh, practicality. And she says, "What?" <laughs> I'm not saying we'll do it right now, but you know what? Meet me for lunch tomorrow. I've got an idea. Okay. So, oh, um, so she, they would separate at that point, and she would. Um, make her way to Jenkins to explain yeah. what they found, to at least console him with the fact that, yes, it may feel wrong, but it is not something that we could have changed. It is appears to be the acts of the Kronos, and this is how the world is now. He thanks you for your time, but you're not sure what kind of effect it had on him. Mm-hmm. Um, next day? Mm-hmm. So after rest, a celebratory dinner that Jenkins does not come to, uh, the next day for lunch, um, you guys meet right outside of the city at a uh, nice little pond that exists uh, outside. And uh, you uh, are kind of watching him because he he went around and he found some more crystals. Mm -hmm. And he has his staff. And at this point... He shows you something, and he, he takes several of the crystals, and he merges them into his own crystal. And the crystal becomes much bigger. Mm-hmm. And then he takes his staff, and he fastens the crystal to the top of it, just mm-hmm. like the ones in the future. Mm-hmm. And he says, look at that. We can condense the energy and bring them together. 
And Vasa, when she's looking at this, she has a very neutral expression. <laughs> she's just like, and what do you, what does that mean? Well, it means that we can power up our crystals. And that means we might be able to kind of jumpstart our research a little more. Watch this. And he walks over um, <clears throat> and he throws some food on the ground and gets a squirrel to approach him. All right? Mm-hmm. And he says, you watching? Yes. I was playing around with this last night. And he takes the staff. And he doesn't, like, jab into him, but he does, you know, make a, a quick motion towards the squirrel. And he taps him with the crystal. And the squirrel just <laughs> disappears. Mm-hmm. He goes, eh? Vasa would be looking very stern at Wait, this point. wait, just wait. And he kind of just puts his hand up. And after a few seconds, the squirrel just <laughs> reappears as if nothing happened and keeps eating. Time jumps. Sending something just a little bit forward in time. By the way, I thought you said that um, with the crystals, that you can already move anywhere you want in time. It's just we couldn't do it in the gray because there weren't timelines. And our crystals are, you know, pretty weak right now. And I, I, that was all theorycraft. I've never been able to do it. All that research is true. And then Vasa would say something like, does that mean you can charge my crystal so that I can return forward to my time? better. So I don't know if you noticed. I don't know how well you can read timelines. Uh, We're still pretty far in the past. We're talking centuries. I say we all go together. Think of a farmer. Think of a farmer who had to grow a crop. Every year they grow a crop, right? They collect everything, and then they have to wait a year, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Why do we have to wait a year? Let's gather crystals. Make the jump. Gather crystals. Make the jump gather crystals make the jump and we'll just start moving forward in time till we have enough crystals we could actually bundle a tremendous amount of crystals together and use it to open a gateway to wherever we wanted to we can even go back to our own times vasa would be listening to this all very silently um not not showing any signs of joining in on his excitement there is something to be said about letting life run its course orden if you if you play and treat time so lightly, how are you so different from the Kronos that trivialized your lives and the timelines they they ruled over? It's the difference, honestly, between a traveling salesman and highway robbers. The Kronos are the highway robbers. They tell you who can go where, and they erase anyone that doesn't play the way they want to play. I just want to walk the road. I don't want to mess with anybody else's life. Anyone that wants to come with us, it's just a journey forward. And then Vasa will kind of like bark out a humorless laugh. <laughs> and she says, Orden, I was, you know, I was a burglar and a rogue. And I can tell you, the biggest crooks are the salesmen. Oh, well, hold on. Then I am. And then she kind of shakes her head, and then she goes, you know, I need to jump forward to my time. Will you at least prioritize that for everything that I have given you and given your city? Will you at least first charge my crystal so that I can leave? It's going to take a few jumps, because we're talking centuries, and I just, that squirrel was four seconds. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then she would just but say, yeah, let's, she let's say, do that. Power my crystal, and she would just kind of look at him very hard in the eyes, and she would say, "Power my crystal first. Promise me that." Least we can do. Absolutely. Yes. So he tells the rest of the people only what they have to know. He doesn't want to tell them like, "Hey guys, we could die mm-hmm. travel." Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, you you don't know if he's doing it because of his own sense of a uh, because he knows it's the right thing to do, or if he's like looking at you like. This is what I can get away with. Well, she, yeah, also would have actually would have actively been like, do not fill um, the people's minds with your wild theories. You know, they could never hold them. Let them enjoy their life now. Let them, you know, see how what it is just to simply walk time as everyone else does before you give them p- such powers. So yeah. she would be actively trying to encourage him to stifle as much of his theorizing out loud as possible. Yep. And so you know. he keeps it quiet. Now. 
you guys spend time gathering crystals, making a jump. You can't go very far, maybe like a year. Mm-hmm. But you take the whole city with you. As Wait, we would be taking the whole city with her because she would have been. She would have disagreed with that. She would say, "No, I oh, want oh. my crystal charged." Oh, oh, you want just him and you to go? No, just. Well, I mean, yes, she has to take him as like a chaperone thing. Yeah. But she she wants all the energy, and she, she kind of at this point she would be using a little bit of the influence she has established over ten years of their trust. Yeah. To pressure him a little bit being like no and she would also justify as saying you know we should only risk ourselves and not the city before we have mastered this he says let let me throw this out there real quick i agree with you i'm gonna i owe you it's time you're collecting your debt i understand Mm -hmm. that here's my concern and i'm not trying to play a game this is honestly my concern if we don't take us with take them with us then that means we're leaving jenkins in charge yeah, by the way, what is Jenkins' uh, demeanor he, nowadays? He's quiet. He doesn't talk to anybody. Has yeah. he been active in his quote-unquote church at all or as no. healer? No, he closed has the he... church. Okay. And has he um, – when it, so Vasa would have actually you know, periodically visited him because she's, he's like an old friend and a yeah. mentor. And you know, does he seem bitter? Does he seem a shell of a person? How is he? He is just quiet. He's dismissive. And he says that nothing matters because – there's nothing after this life, so who cares? Mm-hmm. Well, I would also say that um, it would not, at this time, now that the city is in, I mean, even before that, Vasa would have gone around sort of reestablishing a little bit of like an inner circle slash chain of command. She, <laughs> it wouldn't be just her and Orden running the city. She yeah. would have had, she would have picked bright people and sort of taught them, you know, common sense and yeah. how to influence people and just made it almost more efficient, almost like, you know, carrying her skills <laughs> forward. Yeah, yeah. So she would have been like, oh, no, um, uh, Johnner can lead them. They trust Johnner. And if Johnner gets too reckless, um, there's always there's always Ferris to pull him back. And he says, "I, if that is the way you want to do it, that's fine. But my concern is that Jenkins, I would just rather take everybody with us because I guess what I'm trying to say is this. I, I worry that if we leave them behind, what if they become who we're worried about? Especially with Jenkins there to influence them. They're oh, He already has the ear of a number of people. Because there are people who aren't sure what happens when there's a world without gods. I've never been very religious, so it's not as hard on me. I mean, it's disturbing. Don't get me wrong. This entire section of our city. That, that what? That could turn. He says, "I, but I don't, I don't want to force you to make a decision. Like you, I, more than the rest of us in a certain way, you have to live <laughs> with every decision that's been made so far, especially if you get back home. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's all I'm going to say about it. Yeah. So Vasa looks at him and then says, "Only the two of us." And then she says, "Let's go find more crystals." All right. <clears throat> so you are able. Uh, to harvest and pull together crystals and you're able to use that together to jump forward a couple years. Like it was only a year with the entire city. It mm-hmm. would have been, it's a, it's a number of years past that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not so bad. Um, it still takes you a while. It takes you another 20 years Traveling, Holy shit! Jumping Jesus. forward yeah. in that time. Boss is gonna turn into Ertlebee. Is that what this is gonna be? <laughs> in that time, one of the effects that you have slowly noticed is that uh, first off, the town, um, much to your delight, mm-hmm. it's fine. Okay. <laughs> um, there is a point where Jenkins had to uh, be executed. He tried to raise up a group that was going to force everyone to create a... Basically, everyone turn over their crystals and create a path back mm-hmm. to the original timeline. Mm-hmm. Even though that doesn't seem possible because you're stuck on this track. Yeah. And go back to the gods. Yeah. And he had to... like, And it was without you guys. You guys didn't need to stop him. Like You jumped mm-hmm. far enough ahead into the future to find out that... There was an uprising, and it was dealt with. And the mm-hmm. council that you put together kept everything solidified. 
You continue jumping through time, and you see the town become bigger and better and more beautiful. At some point, at some point, is Vasa accumulating the ability to make the jumps herself? Like she's picked up enough skills? Right. So at yeah, after a little while, after another couple of years, um, you have. He actually kind of jokingly gives you your own robe, <laughs> and you have your own staff with your own crystal, which is large like his. Mm-hmm. And you're both able to go harvest, and then you always jump together to make sure you don't lose each other. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so you've made significant progress. You've jumped, even though it's been an ex- like you know twenty years for you, which is a long time. You've jumped hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. So we've almost become like a legendary figure. Like, oh, it's those time travelers again, and like we're now interacting with like the children of the children of the children of the children right. of the council. Yeah, and that's the thing is that the city knows who you are. Like every time you appear, you're welcomed back, mm-hmm. and they take time to bring you back in and stuff like that they uh, during this time they've deconstructed the temples there are no Mm -hmm. more temples anymore you keep making jumps and um the one thing that you notice one one time you guys jump uh you've noticed that your skin both of you Mm -hmm. is starting to shrivel almost as if your body's aging faster than you are now you don't feel it you don't feel like you're becoming older per se Mm -hmm. it's just that it's taking a toll on your on your visuals and you remember uh (laughs) you went to a local shop and you actually purchased a bunch of bandages so you could wrap yourselves up so no one would see what you guys look like and maybe it wasn't until you saw yourself in the mirror that you remembered what those original creatures look like yeah and she, and even though Vasa, it would have the moment that even I, I would say that it was Orden who proposed the no 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 actually, it would have been Vasa in a moment <laughs> of epiphany, who upon looking at her skin and seeing how they looked in the reflection of the water, she would have had that moment of epiphany, being like, and Orden would have said something like, oh you know we're we're gonna scare people looking like this, and then Vasa would have said, we can cover ourselves in bandages in like a very strange tone of voice, but. <laughs> Not going into anything more than that, yeah. and she would not. She would not have pointed out the explicit recognition to um, Orden. She would have just been like, "All right, let's keep looking." All right. One time you make a jump, and you have been welcomed to the town. Everyone knows who you are. Um, you have a celebratory dinner and stuff like that. And then that night, while you're having dinner, there is a uh, a knock on the door of the of the. Uh, grand hall where you guys are celebrating because you've mm-hmm. returned right mm-hmm. and someone goes jumps excuse me excuse me wipes his mouth off runs back there opens the door and you hear a familiar voice say uh hey i smelled food and i'm really hungry do you mind if i come in and he's like uh sure and he opens the door and he looks around and he's like uh your name sir and he says well my name's Tompkins, and i'm really hungry and he says uh all right sure um Sure, and he's he brings him in, and you, he sits down next to you, doesn't recognize you, and mm-hmm. uh, they bring him a plate of food, and he just starts chowing down like he hasn't eaten in like maybe two weeks. And Vasa's like staring, um, <laughs> he's staring at this this. What does he look like? Old, young? What does he look like? He looks just like when you first met him. Like a little boy. No. Oh, okay. Like when you first met him, when. Mm-hmm. In the beginning yeah, yeah, of, the, yeah, yeah. of the story, yeah. And then she would have, um, if she wasn't sitting next to him, she would have risen and then gone to move and sit down firmly next to this chowing down lad. Yeah, and he has like a turkey leg in his mouth and he's like, mm, hurry. And then she says, how old are you, boy? And he looks at you and he says, I'm, he kind of shrugs and he feels awkward. And he goes, I, would you believe me if I said I don't know? And he kind of just shrugs it off and keeps eating. And then Vasa says, yes, I would. Um, she also, after a moment, would say, uh, what is your history, boy? And he says, well, geez, um, as a kid, I used to come here all the time. Um, we loved, um, well, it had a different name back then, but uh, we used to love this town. Um and they had great books, and I always learned something new. I've just been in the area, so I stopped by again. And then she says, um, she says, 
How are your parents? Your family? And he kind of looks sad. He says, well, my mom and dad passed some time ago. I'm actually uh, on my way to go pay tribute. And then Vasa would say, have you lost many people? And he looks like he doesn't know how to think about that. Like, Mm -hmm. and he looks confused. I I mean, I don't know, maybe. And he puts the thought of his head and just gets happy again and keeps eating. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, then Vasa, and then Vasa, after a moment, would would sort of uh, ask very with a hard tone of her voice, "How long do you wait for people, Tompkins?" Uh, longer than three. Wow, that was weird. How do I remember that? I don't know. I guess it depends on the, like he just shakes it off again because he remembered something from a long yeah. time ago and then shakes it off and goes, "Ah, you know, it depends. I mean, are they going to the bathroom? Are they?" And then she kind of lowers. She lowers shopping. Vasa would lower her bandaged face, which I'm assuming, which I'm assuming, like it looks quite intimidating up close. Yeah, yeah. Kind of see peaks and kind of looks hard at him with her eyes, which I don't even know what they look like right now. <laughs> if they're like glowing or anything, or if they got. The hollow look, and she says very slowly in like a soft, <laughs> deadly voice. She says, "Always longer than three weeks," and she and makes sure to hold eye contact <laughs> the entire time. He's like, "Why is your face so scary, Vasa?" Oh God, Vasa! Wait. And then actually, Vasa's head snaps back at this point. She's like, "What?" And he pulls back, you? and he goes, "Wait, that was you?" And then she goes, "How do Why you? Why are you like this?" She would say, how do you know me? And this time, she kind of like, she throws off the air of dignity that she's carried on every time she says And she just grabs his shoulders, twists him around, and says, how do you know me, Tompkins? Wow, because you made me come with you to the thing. Why are you old? And then she goes, you've, you've met me. You've met me. And then um, she goes, where, where are the others? What do you mean I met you? you I, I met you, but then you I guess you died or something. I'm so sorry for your loss. You guys never came back. It was like three weeks. I left. Well, not three weeks. Like and then week. Vasa kind of shakes him hard. She's like, Is you it... didn't wait three weeks, did you? Well, I... Mm. There are bigger questions here, like your foliage. And then she kind of like cuffs him hard over the head. She says, <laughs> you didn't wait three weeks. And pokes did him. Did I do this puppy, to you? Pokes him oh, in his God. belly and says, you... Little scrap snot nosed hungry and pig. Or, or putting he's pulling you back. He's like, Who is this? What is going on? And everyone looks and then, stumped. And then uh Vasa whirls around and you see like the fire, almost as if she was young. <laughs> obviously she's like this dignified robe too. And she points at, at Tompkins and she's like, This little stink didn't wait three weeks. He's like, I didn't mean to make you die. And then she says, have you seen them again? Or did you just leave, you little pig? Oh, well, I'm not a pig. And he finishes his bite. Um, but he says, uh, <laughs> I I mean, I saw you guys went into the cave. And then you didn't come out. I tried. And, and then Vasa is kind of, um, she's very still upon hearing this. And then she unceremoniously pushes Tompkins back down into the sea, like where he thumped. <laughs> and she just goes, eat your food, Tompkins, and don't you leave here until I say so. Where are your friends? She just, and just, she just says, eat! Ah! <laughs> and he goes back to eating, and Orton's like, what is going on? And then, um, Vasa kind of she kind of looks around because obviously she's created a bit of a scene that, you know, she's become this sort of legendary time traveler of the <laughs> city. And she just, everybody just saw her basically like bullying this man child <laughs> figure. And she like straightens her robe and she says in the sort of quiet but projecting um, matronly slash queenly tone of hers. And she says, everything is all right. Return to your meals. Just to sort of calm things down. And then she grabs Orden's um, upper arm very firmly and says, we need to talk. All right. Like here? 
No, she, and then she says, um, <laughs> she, she basically kind of excused herself yeah. um, to, I'm assuming the ceremonial dinner includes like the leaders of the city at the time, just because they're yeah, 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 yeah. bigger. She very firmly but politely excuses herself to those uh, figures. And then she guides Orden out to um, discuss at whatever quarters they've been given that have been reserved for them, yeah, I'm yeah. assuming. Yep, yeah. yep. All right, so yep. you walk into the room, uh, Orden shuts the door, and he says, okay, so what, what is happening? Who is that guy? And then um, Vasa says, with a poorly controlled tremble of excitement in her voice, she says, we're here. This is my time. He said his name was Tompkins? And then Vasa says, yes. That's weird. Anyway, um, so what are you going to do? And then Vasa says... Kind of, she's kind of repeating to herself. She's like, "This is the time," and then she, she, she turns on on Orden and she says, with with excitement glowing in her eyes, she says, "Do you know what this means? Look at the city. Look at the people. It's thriving." Yeah, we we've, did good. No, she's like, "No, we we've done it. We've prevented the fate that befell your people in the time that I came from." Is it? We've oh, done it. <laughs> he just kind of looks around and he's he's shocked and he's like. Oh, oh no! And then um, Boss is like, oh, "What?" Oh no! Okay. And he kind of takes a step forward to you, and he says, "Then you don't have much time." And then, and then Vasa says, "What do you? What does that mean?" And he looks kind of heartbroken, and he says, "The events that occurred to send you back in time are about to happen, right?" And then Vasa pauses and she says, I'm not sure. They were supposed to. Or rather, they did, but they're not going to now. And then Vasa pauses and says, what what do you think that will mean? Will all my work be undone? And he kind of looks around and he's like, I don't think so. We're still here unless we need to cross that threshold to find out. And then Vasa says, immediately, she says, no, no more jumping. This is the time. No, no, no. I'm not saying jump. I'm saying wait or tell me exactly what happened that night, if you can remember. Vasa says, um, that so day. She, yeah, she recount. Well, she doesn't recount the day, but she says, it's like, I've told you we were in the library and somebody, one of one of the others threw themselves at the crystal and is yeah, sent up. How did you get to the library? And then Vasa, um, she pauses, and then um, her demeanor also changes. The initial excitement is kind of worn off, and she's kind of she just says quietly, "I don't know. It's been a very long time." You have to remember. And then she becomes a little defensive. She says, "Why does it matter?" <sighs> Because we don't know what's going to happen. If okay, so think about this. You 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 seem to have some kind of time frame for this this Tompkins character. So he was supposed to wait for you somewhere, and mm-hmm. then he left. So how far until how long until your friends get here? Like days, weeks? Uh, Vasa would pause and say, perhaps one week. So they're going to get here in a week. But the event of that night never happened. And then Vasa would be like, so what will what will happen? What will happen to me as I am now? What will happen to you in the city? And he kind of smiles and he says, uh, you know, I don't think anything's going to happen. And he kind of thinks about it more and more and he's like, yeah, I mean, I was really scared for a moment, but... What if it's the crystals? The crystals anchor us. So our work isn't undone. And then Vasa, after a moment, um, you can see her smile beneath her bandages. She says, so you say I'm going to look like this forever. No. (laughs) I know that sounds weird. You are, but the other you isn't. The other you's going to get a whole life. Vasa pauses and she says, Huh. At this point, um, 
It's hard, difficult to read her expression, but then she says, you know, we should talk more about this. And then she goes, well, I disappear when the other Vasa p- arrives. I don't know. At this point, Vasa would look at Orden and she would say, uh, You know what? She would, after a pause, she would say, It's late. This has been a large, this has been a magnificent revelation. Let us both, both get rest. So she would, um, she would, uh, go into her quarters. He would go into his quarters, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, once Vasa's in her quarters and it's nighttime and all things, she would wait until about maybe 1am, 2am, whatever, like really dark night. Yeah. And she would actually, um, at this point, try to sneak into Orden's room. Yeah. Yeah. Can she do that? Or is yeah, it locked? Yeah. I'm assuming it's unlocked because yeah, there's trust unlocked. between them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And is he asleep? Yep. Hmm. Well, Vasa would be standing over Orden with a blade in her hand and she would be standing there for like a long time very still very silent and you know the intention is obviously clear but you can tell by how still she is and her eyes that like this is not an easy position for her to be in um at one point she does raise the blade as if to uh, stab him in the heart or anything like that but then she lowers it down, and she does this maybe three more times. And eventually, uh, the first bird of like impending dawn starts chirping, and she realizes she's been standing like that for pretty much like four hours. And then she tucks it away, she goes back into her bed, and then it's the next day. So, it's the next day. Um... You guys go down for breakfast mm-hmm. uh, as if nothing happened. And um, Tompkins is there and he's like, hey, you're still you're still here. I didn't know if you'd run away or something. And then Vasa told me to stay like, here. I stayed here. And she's and Vasa would be like, are you sure? Are you sure you're not going to forget that, Tompkins? No, I'm good. I'm good. Eat. Just eat. Mm-hmm. And he just yeah. bacon, 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 bacon. And then um, she would, Vasa would... She'd be. She, I don't know if she's tired anymore because she's like this like strange time preserved creature. <laughs> but she would look more distracted and more fatigued than usual. And at one point, she, she, um, she's like, "Orden, walk with me." Mm-hmm. And they would be walking the city, and she would, and Vasa would say, "You know, this is a beautiful city." And she would say, "And you believe her?" She said, "I love this city." I don't know if I like the name Tremessa. I think they made a mistake naming it that, but. And she just kind of like chuckles or whatever and they're all walking like very stately because you know they have the reputation at this point to uphold <laughs> yeah um and then Voss is just kind of like repeating you know i love she would be kind of sort of recounting memories of the places that they've come like every few centuries like oh it's that person or like oh hey like that girl must be um must be one of genre's descendants yeah. that those those freckles always get them every generation <laughs> and comments like that. So really reminiscing about the ages that she's watched the city grow. And then at some point, she says she says to jo- um, Orden when they're in a little bit more of like a private alcove or whatever. She says, "You know, old friend, your debt to me is almost paid. What will you do then?" And he kind of looks down and. Um... He says, let's not think about that. And then Vasa, in her typical firm way, she says, no, we are. Because it is coming, and this is a time that you will have to face. And he kind of shakes his head, and he says, Vasa, I, I really don't want to talk about it. And then Vasa says, I need to. And he kind of looks down, and he says, Vasa, I'm... not going to be here much longer and then this takes vasa by surprise and she kind of sits up straight she's like what does that mean it means that i don't know if you've ever gotten curious but i've gotten curious about where i'm gonna be and i thought about this last night uh 
when you started talking about how this is it, you're about to find your friends. And I was like, well, I'm, I asked the same question to myself. So I took a peek and uh, <laughs> I, I've got two days left. In two days, I'm going to, uh, I guess I'm going to die an old man. <laughs> and Vasa says, how is that possible? Well, besides the fact that I'm old, I mean, it's been a long time. Uh, my how, how old was Orden, by the way, at the age was, that they met? He was in his late 30s. Okay, so he would be uh, like roughly 70 by now. Yeah. Okay. And he says, uh, he says I has taken much more of a toll on me than it has you, I suppose. I keep myself pretty tightly bandaged up, but... Uh, yeah, I'm sorry I'm not going to get to meet your friends. Vasa would be very still um, at this information. And then she says, I'm so, I'm so sorry, old friend. We have had a life of friendship that Nobody will ever have. I obviously don't want to go, but I'm having a hard time feeling sorry for myself. And then Vasa would still be shaking her head, remorseful. She says, I, I stole your dream so that you, in order to have my debt paid. I have, you know, I have <laughs> my taken dream your was life. to restore my my city and look at it it's it's thriving it's better than it ever was before the the city that existed where you're from was some kind of archaic disheveled mess but full of time zombies or whatever you want to call them uh look at it now like your friends are going to show up here and they're not going to know what to expect and the boss is just like is shaking her head like the remorse is Almost seems disproportionate to the not to the news that she has been given, but she just seems incredibly remorseful. She's just she's shaking her head and she's just apologizing, you know, despite whatever he's saying. He's just like he's she says, "I'm sorry. No, I'm so I, sorry, old friend." <laughs> if it weren't for you, who knows what would happen to me? Even if I didn't help you, pay, if I didn't repay the debt, uh, what would have happened? I wouldn't have seen how it turns out. Like. I'll never be out of your debt. And Vasa just says, no, no, you have paid your debt more times over than you know. Uh, and then she's just shaking her head and she says, and then, oh, you know, this goes on for a bit, like, yeah. you know, comforting, remorse, and then eventually, <laughs> and then they sort of like, they wear them, she wears herself out emotionally. Um, yeah. And then she kind of, <laughs> now they're kind of in the, in the, like, just unwinding phase where she kind of goes, what will the city do without its legendary travelers? Well, it's still going to have you, right? Well, she says, well, but I won't travel anymore. I, I, any traveling I do will be on foot or horseback or carriage. You're not going to keep going forward? I mean... And then Vasa kind of shakes it. You're going to catch up with your friends, but you're still there. Are you and just, then, both of you going to travel together? And then Vasa looks over and she says, Huh. I suppose I'll just have to kill her. And then she, she, <laughs> he, she chuckles. He just cracks obviously. up. He's... Yeah. Yeah. There's like moments of silence, very friendly, like, you know, <laughs> intimate silence. And then Vasa goes, Did you enjoy your jumps? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, like I said, no one's ever going to have a life like we had. And then Vasa kind of says, and no one should, but we were privileged to have done it. That's true. Yeah. At that point, Vasa kind of like, she, you know, she, she shoulder hugs him and then, and they almost, the energy is almost a little bit useful as if they were, <laughs> yeah. you know, obviously they let down their whole like prestigious appearance <laughs> and, right. and guard when they're in private. And then she goes, well, old friend, let us make the most of these remaining days before time finally catches up to us. And he kind of nods and uh, he says, I do. It'll help me go easier if I know what you're going to do, though. If I disappear, 
then I disappear. Right. If I can, if I continue, I suppose I will carry on as we have. I no longer have a place in time. I've lived more than any man, any person should. I will remain the city's legendary traveler. I hope that you remember that <laughs> you didn't just shape this city in the past. Like your actions from when we first started this are not what caused this to happen. What caused this to happen was the fact that you were in this city's life and heart and blood for its whole existence. Like, I would be very sad to think that you believed that the one thing you did long ago was what made the city great and not the fact that it always had you. And Vasa kind of looks over and she says, it had us. I helped. <laughs> and then she kind of laughs. Now's no time for modesty. You know, thousands <laughs> of years and you never managed to have a bit of pride. <sighs> thousands of years for them, not for us. But um, So let's go make a day of it, I guess. Yep. So the rest of that day, you guys uh, travel. You experience all the same favorite places that you have always gone to, but you do it bigger and better. You celebrate as much as you can. You meet up with the grandkids and the great grandkids and the great, 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 great grandkids of friends and family that you had known throughout your time in Tremessa and before that Majoa. It is late in the night. Um, you guys have had another great dinner and you guys are walking kind of on the outskirts of the city and you're by that same pond, the same pond that he had the idea to do this jumping thing before. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says, I think I want to sit down here. And then Vasa sits down with him. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, I always kind of wish that that squirrel would show back up. Be I like thought it a, did. Like, well, I mean, like, again and again, like a time-traveling squirrel. Mm-hmm. Like, that would have been a bigger legacy for me. It's like a really cool squirrel. It, like, jumps through time. Like, the city's cool and all, but I really was hoping, like, that first burst of energy would have created some kind of, like, mega squirrel. And Vasa just kind of laughs and says, Why would you condemn a squirrel to turn out as hideous as we have? Let it live its little furry life and die You're right. Maybe someone killed it already, because it was, like... Radiant I would have festival. killed it. Yeah, see, I mean, yeah, poor squirrel. I'm surprised they. I'm surprised our city members haven't stoned us. Look at us. Look at us, Orin. But <laughs> at the same time, even as she's like showing, holding up her hands, yeah. you can tell that she actually loves her form. You know, yeah. she's grown accustomed to it. She loves all the trap, all the travel and memories that she has earned through this shriveled, bandaged form. <laughs> and uh, he uh, looks down at his hands. And the bandages are loose. And he looks down his other hand and his bandages are loose. And you can see the bandages are starting to sag off of him. And he looks really sad. And he says, oh no. And he reaches up to your face and kind of pushes in the bandages that are now loose. And then Vasa says, you know, what's happening? Well, I know what's happening to me. And he looks up at you and he sees that it's happening to you too. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I dragged you all the way to the end, I guess. And then Vasa says, I have enjoyed myself every jump of the way. No, 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 no. You are going to disagree with me on this. And then Vasa kind of says, she she interrupts him with a very warning tone. Orden? Listen to me right now. I don't have the strength to do this. You need to do this. Please. And then she says, what? You need to leave me here. Say your goodbyes. Go find Tompkins. Give him your memory crystal. And then the Vasa says, what good will that do? What are you talking about? So that he can give it to Vasa. And that you can live on. 
And then Vasa says, in a way, she says, why do I need to? It's important to me. And then Vasa says, you know, she's always been the the more reserved one in terms of this whole time. She says, you know, everyone has a place in time, Orden. Everyone. We don't need to. We don't. We have dedicated our lives to being outside of it and escaping it in a sense. We don't need to. It's time to return. You can, but I'm just saying that if you give your crystal to yourself, then you'll remember. Because the Vasa that's coming here soon will never know the life that you lived. And she should. And then Vasa, she kind of... looks up at this and this is you know a woman who has lived and seen thousands of years trying to recall (laughs) the young the young essentially the young woman that she used to be and she says she kind of talks says to herself she says i don't know if she should i think she should please and then um vasa very very gently very compassionately takes ordin's hands and she says, I will think about it, old friend. And then after a moment, she says, but what about your crystal? And he says, uh... Eh? And, she says, and, and then he coughs for a minute. And he says, seriously, I, I don't know that if someone can... You, you, what we know is too dangerous. After I pass, you should probably just have it destroyed. And then Vasa pauses, and she kind of chuckles ruefully at this point. She says, you know, once I would have agreed with you more than you even know. (laughs) And then, but then she says, I will take your crystal. But this is my last wish. Please, please let Vasa know. I... I have no right to impose my life on that young girl. It'll be like reading a book, though. You're not going to give her your emotions. You'll never, no one will ever share what you had. But she should be able to read about it, and that's what the crystal will give her. Please. And he coughs up again. Um, and then Vasa is, like, looking down at her friend, who's clearly kind of slowly dying, visibly almost. Yeah. And then... She sounds so reluctant as if, and then she says, um, you know, I promise, old friend. And he kind of squeezes your hand tight one last time. And that's all he was waiting for. And then after that, he's gone. He lets out one last bit of air. His body's still there. You didn't, it sounds morbid, but you weren't sure if he was going to like, fade or turn to mm-hmm. sand or who knows what else but unfortunately he just dies Savasa so would have spent the night basically staying at that pond holding his body yeah. and then as day came does she have any magical ability or anything because I just want to I don't know if she'll like physically carry him back in the city but something um, no no magical ability she okay. I mean she has just the crystals powers of okay jumping and forward and yeah stuff. so she has she has uh Orden's crystal in her hand uh in her in a robe pocket I believe yeah. and um is the pond in the city where is it it's right outside the city it's right outside the city so as day came she would have knocked on the gates summoned somebody and says you know f- uh fetch like fetch a crew of men for one of one of the two capitalized two as they're known um has passed uh, and prepare the city hall or something like that they immediately take off and they run and you can feel yourself cough and so you start walking the streets they take the body and as soon as they do you cough one more time and you can feel the bandages start to slip off of you and you realize that you don't know how much longer you have yeah so Vasa, as they're as they whisk the body off and something, she the first thing she does is actually go to the city leader. Yeah. She re- immediately requests that urgent engine. She tells the city leader. She says, the the era the the era of our guardianship of the city is coming to a close. This is what must happen. The bodies. I want a a memorial or a memorial built for my friend and I. My my friend will be laid to rest. 
and soon, should I pass, I want to be laid next to him. And then she actually pulls out um, the blue crystal, the, the crystal that is Ordens. Yeah. And she she says, this shall be laid with our bodies. And then she um, she, she basically lays out the design for the whole monument. It's, it's an incredible tomb, right? It's beautiful and at the same time simple, but the point is, is that incredibly secure. Yeah. And um, that the crystal will be laid on the body, which will be in the tomb, which will be covered by stone and marble and all that stuff, and it will have inscribed on an almost like a sarcophagus-like style. The, all the walls will be inscribed with the history of like their their place in this city. Mm-hmm. And then she says, and the tomb itself will be buried deep, such that um, the actual monuments above it are the only I, only way you would know that they're like they're two robed figures clutching their staves, bandaged. And it's like these two monuments, and deep, deep, deep below is the actual burial of the bodies with the crystals, far below any way that um, they should ever actually be. This crystal, and then she holds up hers, yeah. and she says, this crystal will come to you later. My body may come to you first. Like, I may pass before this crystal arrives, but when it does, and hold my body until you have received this crystal as well, and then bury me in the same way. And then she sort of just says, and then she lays her hand on his shoulder and says, you know, it has been the utmost privilege and pleasure watching the city grow. I love it. And I know you love it. And may Trimessa prosper forever. And he's, he's beside himself. He can barely get a word out. But yeah, he, he, he has absorbed completely what you told him to do. And then, and then Vasa says, and then Vasa bids her him goodbye. And then he, she goes to the mess hall. Where she guesses that Tompkins may be. Tompkins may, in fact, be indulging in a post-breakfast breakfast. Yes. Uh, no one else is there, but he's yeah, having so a good time. She walks up behind him and just grabs his chubby little cheek as it's chomping down on something. Just to give it a little shake. Oh, hey, Vasa. Yeah. And she says, try to chew quietly because I'm about to tell you something very important. Tompkins... I need you to give this, and she holds up the crystal. Mm-hmm. I need you to give this to the to the young Vasa when she shows up at the city. They gave you a crystal. I need you to give this to the young Vasa when she shows up at the at the city. Do mm-hmm. you understand, Tompkins? Mm-hmm. Repeat it back to me. You told me to. He's trying to chew. Give this to young Vasa. Give what to young Vasa? The crystal that I need to get from you. This is a very important crystal. Do you understand? And he kind of like pulls himself forward and he has a uh, a different demeanor than you used to. Um, and he says, I do. I understand. And then Vasa, in seeing this subtle difference, she kind of quiets herself. Her tone no longer is as patronizing or as commanding. Yeah. And then she kind of, she takes his hand and very firmly, but, but also gently places the crystal in his hands and then she says i'm counting on you tompkins you need to give this to vasa keep it safe and give it to vasa when she appears and he just he gives you a very stern look like absolutely and you feel like you're looking at like a different tompkins and you're not quite sure why like it's more than just he's like yeah no problem boss like almost like like some of the childlike uh, faults or qualities, depending mm-hmm. on how, who you are, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, have faded away, and he says, "Absolutely." Okay. And then Vasa opens opens her mouth as if to like say something or as if to repeat again, but she, then she closes it, and then she lets him have his hand, and she like presses the the, the hand with the crystal to his chest, mm-hmm. and then she kind of ruffles his hair in the like for the <laughs> first time, really. Yeah, yeah. And then she says, "Thank you, Tompkins. You've done well." And then, then, she's, then she kind of says something, and she's like, and eat slower. I don't want you to choke on your food before I appear. All right. Ah, for goodness sake. Once you hit the street, you start kind of, uh, you know that you're going to start stumbling, and you yeah. don't want people to see that. So you take some of the more back alleys and some of the more side streets. Yeah. And when you're finally out of strength, you find yourself before a familiar-looking house. Yeah, it's and the, then it's that house. It's the house. You finally made it. It's that house. And then Vasa, at this point, <laughs> she just kind of like, she laughs. She laughs. She coughs. It's for and sale. Then, it's, there's no one in there. 
she kind of she places her hands on her hips in a very familiar gesture and then she kind of sighs and she <laughs> enters the house and I'm assuming she has like little stuff in her robes and yep, yep, yep. she navigates to the wall she sees the wind she sees the window she sees the wall and then she goes oh grandmother and then she looks at herself <laughs> and she's like you know kind of has a skeptical expression on her face as if she like is is any is anybody to call anybody a grandmother <laughs> and she pulls out um, her little stencil thing and then um, she writes in flowing script not the rushed script that yeah, was yeah. before she writes in very neat flowing script mm. she writes they have the crystals and then yeah yep and then uh, so you head back to your quarters you make it just in time and you lay down one last time yep Thanks for listening to World Walkers. I want to give thanks to Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. That's where we got a lot of the music from today's episode. Uh, Bittersweet, Disquiet, Floating Cities, Full On, Heavy Heart, Killers, Lost Frontier, Lost Time, and Spring Thaw are all the names of the tracks that we used. So definitely wanted to give him a shout out and thank that entire site for making this episode sound a lot better than it would have. Um, the sand you heard in today's episode was courtesy of freesoundeffects.co.uk. And also, thanks again, as always, to Sirenscape, who provided some of the sound effects you heard today. Visit them at sirenscape.com. That was awesome! <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Was that not awesome? That was awesome! <laughs> That was pretty sweet. That was awesome. Dude, I was like, I was like, how is this gonna go? Because I have no fucking.